It will all be over in a few hours, I say, staring into his yellow eyes. I take half a step back as he lunges toward me, his lengthened fangs snapping in my face. Kai tightens his grip on the man in the dirty and torn clothes, yanking him away from me. His own yellow eyes flash, igniting brilliantly as his enhanced muscles flex against the struggling bitten. I'm so sorry, the man hisses. I can't. I swear I'm trying to control it. I know, I say calmly as I turn away from him. I walk across the dimly lit room to the seemingly mundane wall. I lift the ugly painting of the ashy sky over a decaying barn and swing it on hinges away from the wall, revealing a keypad hidden beneath. I punch in the pin code and the wall unlocks. I slide it open, revealing a small, glass-faced refrigerator. I open it, taking out a vial of amber-colored liquid. It's a single injection, I explain as I slide the wall closed and open the other side. A cabinet reveals phlebotomy supplies. I take what I need and close the wall once more. It automatically locks. It's going to hurt a lot for about a minute. You'll pass out, and then you'll sleep for about a day while the toxins burn out of your system. When you wake up, you'll be back to normal. Thank you, he says. I turn to see him squeeze his eyes closed, forcing a stream of tears down his face. Kai tightens his grip as I walk closer, and the man snaps his teeth at me once more. He locks his enormous hand over the man's face, holding his fangs away from me as I pull his sleeve up and sink the needle into his skin. The miracle created by a man over six hundred years old rushes into the blood of a being created by mistake. I pull the needle from his body and take a step back. He howls in pain, a fierce roar that rips from his throat. He throws his head back, every single muscle in his body tensing. His eyes fly open, brilliant and yellow. A moment later, he curls in on himself, collapsing to the concrete floor as Kai releases him. It's as if he is crumpling inward, becoming smaller and smaller as he tries to contain the pain slashing through his body. His breath rips in and out between clenched teeth. The shaking takes over for about twenty seconds, but slowly it calms. He stills. His breathing becomes slower, and he collapses to the hard floor. Let's move him to the bed, I say, disposing of the empty vial and needle into the sharps container. I really thought that one was going to bite you. Kai says as he scoops his arms under the man and easily lifts him. He takes half a dozen steps to the cot that sits in a corner and lays the man on it, his head resting on the pillow. I'm sorry. He was much stronger than he looked. You did fine, I say, though instinctually I pull my sleeves further down my arms, covering the myriad of white scars there. You always do. Kai doesn't say anything and I know he's disappointed in the work he's done. He's always so hard on himself. I look down at the watch on my wrist. It's 9.32 p.m., I say to myself. He'll probably wake up around 9 tomorrow night. Let's just make sure he can find the note when he wakes up. But I don't even have to tell Kai. He already has a white envelope in his hand and a roll of tape in the other.
He sets the envelope on the back of the man's hand, stretching back over his wrist, and takes the tape, winding it around it twice so it won't fall off. Inside the envelope are instructions to take the same door he entered through, walk down the hallway, and then follow the steps up to the alley behind the row of buildings here. He's to exit onto the road to the south, and not look back. To never mention this place again, unless it's to another bitten in need. I double-check that everything is securely locked up, most especially that the motion sensor for the back door is on, the one that turns on a light upstairs, letting me know I've got company. Let's go.